0: Steve Dangle Podcast, powered by, by Sports
1: interaction.
0: interaction. Wanna bet? Spaghetti.
1: the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Woo! Ah! Monday! Let's throw food all over the place. <laughs> it's
2: time for the kids' table. Let's go. We,
0: we should, should get, uh, for the next kids table, we should get crayons. <gasps> like we're and, at, at and, uh, Montana's. And a
2: paper table. Yeah, Jack yeah. Jack aster's. Where we, could,
0: where we could draw all over it. Gotta make sure the audio's all right. It's a little difficult to do yeah. this when uh, it's all uh, the way over there. Uh, there we go. And there's so many things on the table for you to knock over. Yeah, no, I got a lid on my water bottle, so it's all good. Very good. Steve, how are you? I'm
2: good. I'm good. I'm recovering from my illnesses. And <laughs> Adam has contracted more. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, he sounded... Uh, I was getting better heading into the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and you obviously couldn't... Well, uh, maybe you could tell. I, I wasn't able to watch all 16 videos we made back, um, <laughs> but he, was, he got worse, so he needs... He needs drugs. Yeah. Um, I made a snowman with Leo yesterday. Okay. It was fun and enchanting.
0: I'm glad that you got the opportunity to get out and do that because it was yes. it was such a busy day on Friday. Like, as you said, we made 16 videos. We released the podcast on Saturday of the audio all chopped together. Right. Um, hopefully you got a chance to listen to it. You would have heard Adam cough a lot. Um, what did you think about the day? It was a long day for us. I mean, it was like seven, eight hours of just making videos.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So and it was five of us in this room, which we're not used to. Mm-hmm. Um so it was Yumi, Adam, uh Justin Fisher, our our new social lead, and uh Drew Livingstone, producer Drew, and who just sat in that corner <laughs> on my uh iMac, yeah. just editing everything. Edit and Justin him and Justin like barely spoke. No. So the reason we were able to churn out that much stuff. is because of those two. And it just left us all to our microphone eating devices. Um, I mean, I wanted to be surprised. You know what I mean? By like the deadline. I wanted uh, By a big move. Real stuff to pop off. And, yeah. And I'm going to tell myself... What I tell myself every year that I'm disappointed with uh, the trade deadline is, oh, just wait for the draft, though.
0: <laughs>
2: and, like, it actually does feel like um, it's it's been in the world. It's, it's not just hockey. There's less of tomorrow than there used to be. Like, there's hmm. less forward thinking than there used to be. Um, like, I mean, the Blackhawks and the Coyotes are hoarding all the picks in the world, and that might you know, prove to be great for them down the line, but uh, teams are more willing to make ridiculous, crazy decisions uh, than they used to be. And it's great. Yeah. You think that has
0: something to do with the pandemic and people are realizing like, Oh, 100%. we lived through this event. That's only supposed to happen every hundred years. Anything could happen. Yeah. Like let's live for the now and make these trades right now and yep. not wait for tomorrow.
2: I just spent, uh, you know, I only get one shot at life and I spent greater than 1% of it locked inside my house. I am, You know what? I don't need a first round pick.
0: (laughs) Who knows what happened? I just don't need it. Unless you're Cal Dubas and you decide to keep your extra first round pick that you gained over the week
2: uh, and not
0: flip it for anything.
2: That's tough. That's a tough one. But, I mean, if it wasn't out there, it wasn't out there. Exactly.
0: Yeah, he's not going to make a bad deal just to get rid of it so he's not left holding it, you know? Yeah. He's going to take the pick.
2: What did you think of the day?
0: it was uh it was exhausting like i don't think i've ever had a just to create content for eight straight hours kind of day like that before so it was fun though i think it's something we're going to be doing a lot more in the future Um, especially for those like flagship events you know like Mm -hmm. when it's free agency day on July 1 you can expect the same kind of day out of that maybe we're going to mix in a little more things because we're gonna at that point we'll have even more hands on deck Uh, hopefully fingers crossed that's a tease for the future we'll have Tim Horaney doing F1 stuff (laughs) and we were getting to that but yeah yeah, since since you brought him up uh, we didn't mention because it was Friday it was trade deadline day we launched an F1 show it's called Nailing the Apex Steve which means um having
2: sex with someone named apex not um it
0: is when you're when there's a when you're making a turn oh there's there's an apex of the turn and that uh, that gives you the optimal racing line when you're going through the turn so there's an apex
2: you know what i like is that i was surprised by the name of the show Because in our group chat, it's like, we were thinking of this. Okay, we're going to go with this. And then you launch the show with graphics and everything. And that's not what it was called.
0: (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because we had a name initially. And then as you do, when you name any show, you got to see what other shows are out there. And if they've taken the name oh and the the one we wanted to go with there was another show that was like had a decent following that already 32 had 32
2: thoughts that
0: already had the name 32 thoughts mm. with elliot friedman and jeff merrick so we couldn't name our f1 show 32 thoughts got it yeah yeah so we had to back off and then we had to go with nailing the apex so it's what is it smashing the apex S- smashing smashing apex crushing the
2: eight a- <laughs> crushing pelv with the apex
0: exactly is that what it's called? exactly that's it. And it's, it's we're calling it a soft launch. Like I know, some people were mad about like the album art because uh, I don't know. People are upset at everything. Uh, but it was it's it's all very soft. We're we're getting Tim's headshots done. We're doing proper album art. We'll um, we'll get the the YouTube graphics up today. We'll have an intro. There's not even an intro on the show yet. There's no audio for that. It's just we it, Tim joined the network the same week as the first race of the F1 season. Mm. So we're like we have to r- get this out there. So we have stuff for every single F1 week. We have to get there before the first F1 race. And we did that successfully. So the podcast is out there on all your favorite podcasting platforms except for Google because Google takes an extra long, takes seven days extra longer than Spotify and Apple. But Spotify, Apple, Amazon, go search Nailing the Apex, Smashing the Apex Pelv or on YouTube. You can watch the video there as well.
2: Sorry, I couldn't even. I was gonna say, just rail him the apex.
0: <laughs> rail him the apex, pal.
2: Here, here. Do you do you want me to? Um, I I can make you an intro right now, live on the podcast. Vroom, vroomy, vroom, vroom, vroom. Let's talk cars. There it is. So throw that in next time you guys record a show. Uh huh. There
0: you go. There's a new show out today, actually. A, a recap of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Wow. Who won, Steve? Yoshi. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's disrespectful to the human drivers. No, well,
2: I don't know. He Yoshi just blue shelled everybody oh, yeah. and he won. Uh, he
0: blue shelled everyone. Max for stopping won. Oh. Yeah. But there's a there's a curse. Which I've
2: never understood because he's obviously Max for going.
0: Oh, there we go. Oh, that's, a go. that's good That's good. That's good. You're on. you're on it today. Woo! <laughs> You know why <laughs> the coffee's good? No, no free ads. No, no, no free ads for this delicious bark chocolate.
2: late Yeah, no. chocolate rainbow bark. It's it's fabulous. It's really good. Oh yeah, it's really
1: good.
0: Anyway, so yeah, we launched F one pod with Tim Harney. It's called Nailing the epics If you're an F one uh, fan, actually, I I keep saying it's an F one podcast. It's a motorsport podcast because. Right. Tim, if, you, if you're familiar or if you're unfamiliar, he is a former driver and he's also huge in IndyCar in that world. So on his episode today where he does a Bahrain Grand Prix recap, he also talks about a, he has a segment about the IndyCar race that took place over the weekend. So if you're a Got fan it. of motorsport in general, this podcast is for you. Now, back to hockey. We're yes. talking about the trade deadline day. Very exhausting. Very long. Mm-hmm. Very tiresome. Saturday, how would you wake up feeling?
2: Uh really good, mm-hmm. actually. I was surprised. Oh no, yeah. Adam's in our group chat, like I am surprised by how tired I feel. I was surprised by how refreshed I felt. Like just you know, nothing extra weighing on your mind. And uh something about just going to bed really tired and like actually tired, just <sighs> wee 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 wee. And um God bless Mrs. Dangle, who was basically a single mom Aww. uh this past <laughs> week. Like I don't know. Like there were oh th- there was one night in particular I think it was the day Patrick Kane got traded and I want to say the Leafs made three trades that day as well and then ECHom got traded. We like we had plans like oh I'm going to be super dad and she's going to go to the store, will I be super dad and I was just like I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: Five <laughs> trades happened, I can't help it. When you take a look at the NHL calendar like the season calendar those two weeks leading up to the trade deadline are probably the most exhausting weeks for the NHL media and like the NHL insiders because
2: the insiders yes the
0: insiders for sure but it's not usually
2: like that for me. Yeah, for you, that was insane. Hey,
0: you, you usually don't create that amount of content for just NHL news in general. It's usually just news, no. right? Yeah. So it's a little different, but that's how it's going to be for you more moving forward.
2: Yeah. Well, even even though I'm making more NHL content, it was just the sheer amount of like trades that you can't ignore. They're too big to ignore, and you have to... Yeah, we can't ignore Ekholm going to the Oilers. He might win a cup there. Mm -hmm. Tyson Berry's out. Tyson, yeah, and like that's a big enough deal. Like you can't ignore Patrick Kane going to the Rangers. He might win a cup there. Mm -hmm. Leafs made three trades in one day. The only thing I asked for from Kyle Dubas was that he spread it out, (laughs) and he didn't do it. (laughs) He couldn't. That jerk. He he spread it out decently, like O'Reilly, and it started with we, we we were talking about what did it start with. Mm-hmm. And I said Vlad Tarasenko, but I think you made a great point. Like, Bo Horvat got traded before that.
0: Yeah, and Pierre Lebrun had an article in The Athletic today, and that's kind of—he he surveyed GMs across the league, and they're like, okay, is this trade deadline going to be the norm going forward, or— Or are we going to regress back to where everything kind of happens around trade deadline day? And that's kind of where they all saw it kick off with the Horvat deal kind of forced everybody's hand to be like, oh, things are moving. Yeah, Let's get on this. Yeah. So it kind of depends on like what stars are out there. And if the big star moves early, then everybody else is like, we can't be left behind.
2: And and not every year is going to have a unique situation like Patrick Kane's where... He has a full no move and a ten and a half million dollar contract, and he gets to choose where he's going to go. Like th- those players are never available. Like the the full no move, and also someone who makes double digits. Is he the first player who makes over ten million dollars to ever be traded in the cap era? That's a good question. Well, there's no Carlson. I want to say was traded and then signed his deal with mm-hmm. the Sharks. Ekman Larson doesn't make over that. Like I. He's the only one I can think of. Not Panarin. No, PK wasn't. PK never made
0: double digits. No. Wow. We should, we should uh, ask cap friendly, but that's a, I think that's a good piece of trivia. Yeah. He like, might be the highest cap hit ever to be traded. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Because we've seen we've seen buyouts. Like, what was what yeah. were, Suter and Parise? What were their cap hits? Not double digits. Not double digits. Wow. Maybe not.
2: Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's good, that's good. There's there's not very many, right? There's (laughs) like a, I don't know, a dozen? Mm -hmm. In the NHL, it's only a handful. Pasternak's going to increase that number a little bit. And like, you got to be as good as David Pasternak to even get that number. Right, and then who's trading it? (laughs) Uh, Probably not the team Who thought you were good enough To give you double digits
0: Exactly And So this year it seemed like There was an extra amount Of stars available Yes Like even even the guys Who didn't go Like you mentioned Carlson Like that's still a guy Whose name was in the media For so many weeks And then you had a young guy Like Chikarin Who's under contract Who uh, a team is just giving up on Because they don't want to win Ever uh, in the Arizona Coyotes, and then you also had like Timo Meyer, who's a, who's an RFA. RFA. That's such another unique circumstance. And then Horvat on a team like Vancouver, who you, they thought would be good, and and just all these different names. Tarasenko on a former Cup-winning team, and Ryan O'Reilly, and just this year there were just so many names, and it really really forced these GMs to make these moves early.
2: I'm I'm looking up right now, Bull Horvat age, and it's relevant to the conversation. Okay. He's 27.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Timo Meyer's 26. Horvat is a pending UFA. Meyer's a pending RFA. So you look at this huge windfall you can get for Horvat that we were all talking about. And then there's Timo Meyer, and you look at him and you're like, well, gosh, we just can't do it. He's an RFA. <laughs> and I think teams just sort of change their thinking a little bit. Like, okay, RFA or not. You know, and the fact that he's in his prime, he still does not fit our window. Why are we holding on to this person? Let's just trade him. And it's interesting because everyone's involved. It's not just buyers and sellers. Like, the the Capitals were in on Meyer. The Blues were in on Meyer. The Capitals were in on Chickren. I imagine the Blues were in on Chickren mm-hmm. because a player like that matches everyone's window. Um, and if you're the San Jose Sharks, you're like, well... I don't know. We we just don't want to assign them to that number, exactly. I guess. There's all sorts of unique... like So So that's a, a change in my mindset. Kane is a unique circumstance. Another unique circumstance is we're not always going to have a, a team that plays in a radio shack. The, <laughs> the, the Coyotes play in an abandoned radio shack and yeah. are not trying to win yeah. now or for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? Like, not even trying. To be competitive. If you have a salary, we don't want you. If you are not playing hockey anymore, it's come on down. Do you have an insured contract? Come on down. Absolute. Do we have to pay you anything? No. Welcome to the Arizona Coyotes. And of course, probably the biggest factor that we're all ignoring is Connor Bedard. Yep. There isn't Connor Bedard available every year.
0: Did you see that they asked Jacob Chicron what it's like to play or Bieksa asked him in particular uh, what it's like to play in front of so many fans? No. <laughs> I thought it was ballsy of Bieksa to do that on hockey night, but he did it because he's that guy. And uh Chikarin had like a kind of he had a good he laughed, he chuckled and he had a good hockey answer. But he was he was like, Yeah, there's a lot of fans there at, at uh, warm-up uh for over for skate you know it was, it was good to see all the fans out there
2: i i apologize <laughs> to whoever wrote this tweet someone please send it to me so i can retweet it cuz there was there was so much going around on uh trade deadline day but someone goes wow jacob chikrin gets to go from playing in a 5000 seat building to going to a 20000 seat building with 5000 fans in it <laughs> which is mean yes it's mean they show up well, first of all, it's really difficult to get to. But they show up when they're winning, and they're winning. The arena is located in the worst
0: possible location. Maybe they'd get more than 5,000 people. It's in a cornfield. If they could move the arena slightly closer to where humans are.
2: Yeah. No, you you could you could film, like, The Last of Us in in the field <laughs> in across Kanata? the street. If, like, yeah. oh, it's brutal. Ugh. Yeah, um, And I like Ottawa. I like Ottawa, the city a lot. Yeah. And you're like, where's the arena? And they're like, oh, it's nowhere near here. <laughs> no, when we were there a couple years
0: ago for a live show, yeah. like we stayed in like a great area of Ottawa mm-hmm. and the arena's is naughty. It's like 20, 25 minutes away from there. We were like downtown. No, where, like they had the Carlton and stuff. Right. And we went to a couple bars and our live show and we went to Parliament. And, it's a yeah,
2: weirdly designed city. Edmonton's a, somewhat in a somewhat similar situation situation there isn't like a central area
0: yes like the mall area is far from where the arena where rogers place is if yeah. i remember correctly so
2: they have several good areas all spread out like i'm not dumping on edmonton no like that place is fine but like ottawa is this really nice city with like a pretty quickly growing population mm-hmm. and an arena in fucking <laughs> narnia complete narnia as soon as they fix that problem they'll be
0: fine yeah and that's the first thing that the new owners will do guaranteed 100 yeah. like that's the first thing you get in there you buy this team you get a new arena that's yeah it. it'll be it'll be a fix in the next five years
2: you know and now coyotes fans yelling like but that's our problem <laughs> no it isn't no it isn't there's they'll make the commute if the team's good there's no commute to make you playing in an abandoned radio shack.
0: They're also they're not trying to be a hockey team. They're not. They're just trying to I don't know, just hold as little money as possible. It's it's a very odd situation in Phoenix.
2: Like I get it, the owner's cheap. I get it, but you know, and they're not breaking any rules, but like they maybe ought to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like it's th- this is why I got so. Uh, cheesed about that there was that quote that came out um, the NHL is going to closely scrutinize teams that acquire injured players in order to hold on to them uh, for the beginning of the playoffs and the example that was excited was the Leafs or um, that was cited was the Leafs getting Riley Nash because of course it was mm-hmm. of absolute course it was when is it ever not about the Leafs like I beg like sorry for why do Leafs fans think they're the main character? I don't know because you make us the main character for every fucking thing. Every goddamn thing, seriously. Uh but like it all it comes back to trying to win. So you get teams acquiring injured players to hold them for the beginning of the playoffs because they're trying to win. What are the Coyotes doing? They're hoarding they're, they're hoarding all these draft picks and trying to finish last in hopes of ideally getting the first overall pick or one of the top three picks so that they can, what? Win! Win! Eventually. It's all competition. So Mm -hmm. either both of them are fine or neither of them are. None of this either or bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. And
0: another thing that the NHL is looking to discuss at the Board of Governors meeting that's coming up or the the GM meetings.
2: Uh, GM
0: meetings are coming up. I think Board of Governors, they're going to talk, the executive board is going to talk about what's going to happen at the GM meetings. So... A couple teams were upset at how the three-way deals happened because apparently there's one instance where the initial trade happened and then you got to make the subsequent two, right? Because a three-way deal. So everybody's kind of got yeah. to agree on the the parameters of it. And they had the initial deal done, put in the trade, and then the second trade happens. And then so the second GM or the third GM gets on the trade call and he says, no, that wasn't what I agreed to. About the initial trade call that had already gone through. And eventually he had to be like, okay, fine, that's whatever. But um, apparently they weren't happy with that, with how the third GM was like trying to argue about how the initial trade happened. And he wanted some edits to that trade. So they might rework how uh, three way deals are done in the NHL.
2: There's no way that wasn't the Meyer trade.
0: I don't, they didn't say, they didn't, weren't talking about which trade it was. Or no, the
2: Meyer trade wasn't three-way. No. Because remember, it was, oh, Meyer's been traded to the Devils, and it took us like five hours mm-hmm. to figure out the return. The Patrick Kane trade was the same way, remember? that was That was like a 48-hour
0: window. So maybe it was Kane. We don't know. We don't know. It was one of the three-way deals. One of the GMs was unhappy because when he got on the trade call or the assistant GM or whoever did the trade call was unhappy because the initial trade that was the part of the three-way, they weren't very clear on that trade and what was constituted, what went back and forth in that deal. And they weren't too happy about it. So somebody complained to Central Registry and now it's a big hoopla.
2: What did the Kane deal involve? The Coyotes. (laughs) I'm just going to throw it out there. Nope, because the three-way deal between the Bruins, Wild, and Caps Mm -hmm. happened. And we didn't hear a thing about it. Leafs? Leafs, Wild, and Blues? It just happened. We didn't Uh hear a thing about it. Like There was no lead-up. Kane, there was weeks of lead-up. And it was, oh yeah, he's a ranger now. We don't know how he's a ranger. And it's probably going to... Is there any doubt that's the deal? That they're complaining about? Is there any doubt? Echolm three-way? There's salary retention. No, because the Preds only retain 4%. Right, right, right. Which I saw people get upset about that, by the way. I I know we're going all over the place. No, this uh, is our
0: NHL trade deadline recap.
2: There you go. So you only get three uh, retention slots, right? So the Predators have used up one of those slots for the rest of this year and for the next three years. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is not smart um, because you're hurting the amount of value you can get back. Which I saw people say, and it's a fair point. But it's the Nashville Predators, and all it says to me is they don't plan on spending money on players who aren't going to play for them. Exactly. Which, I mean, you know, we we keep us we we talk about the Coyotes like they're the only team in the league um, that's a little cash strapped there's cap strapped and cash strapped and the preds are frugal let's mm-hmm. say frugal no is that the word yeah no no that's good cheap it's cheap yeah <laughs> but is frugal is frugal you're willing to spend money or you're unwilling you're unwilling okay so they're frugal then
0: yeah yeah cheap
2: i have an english minor
0: <laughs> so do i because of uh rta
2: ryerson
0: yeah oh no no not not anymore TMU Toronto TMU Toronto Metro Alright So that's That's kind of You said we were all over the place But it was kind of A a trade deadline recap A little bit what happened Friday And uh, Saturday We ended up Saturday You don't get to watch The Leafs game Because
2: No uh, Because um, It's watch Hockey Night in Canada With Steve Dangle uh, On the Sports Night YouTube channel And uh, The Leafs game Against the Canucks Was not the Hockey Night In Canada game it was uh, Oilers versus uh, Jets, which actually turned out to be the far better game. Seven goals in the second period. Yeah, 7-5. Unreal. Oh boy, just Jack Campbell, just not great.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I, you want
0: to spend a minute on that before we get to where I was getting us to sure, the, the Leafs game? Sure, sure. Jack Campbell, go off.
2: Well, okay, so Ekholm, and it's not like Ekholm had a bad game. I actually thought he was good in a game where his team allowed seven goals. But, um, wow, do they need work defensively, man. Because the first three goals, and and this, I don't know, I just feel like this isn't the, the greatest endorsement of Jack Campbell, but, like, the first three goals against just weren't his fault. They were all deflections, mm-hmm. um, either off of his team or the other. And then after that, he just wouldn't give a damn – He he couldn't make a save. He couldn't make a save. And, you know, we saw it uh, when he was with the Leafs, the typical awful body language. Like, listen, it's great that he's a gem of a human being. It's great. You can't friggin' punch yourself in the head uh, every time you allow a goal. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of, you got to have a little bit of battle or a little bit of fuck it. It, uh, you know, they say to have a short memory and like, it's hard, right? Like, it's not like, you know, a, a bad thing happens to me or whatever. And I just completely brush it off like it never did. But I, I mean, every professional athlete needs to have that mindset a little bit. And like, who needs to have that mindset more than pitchers in baseball? Yes. And goalies in hockey. That's a good one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, they're two very intertwined positions. hmm I think like the, the pitcher in baseball and the goalie in hockey take on a wild burden compared to the other players. They're there the whole time. I mean, pitchers are there the whole time until they're not right. But like, I don't see any batter out there for six innings. You know what I mean? Uh, Out there. Um, And if you have a bad day, what are the odds your team wins? You know, if, if the goalie has a bad day, you're probably going to lose. If your pitcher has a bad day, you're probably going to lose. If your number one center has a bad day, eh, maybe the number two center had a really good day and you're fine. Yeah, your left winger has a bad day. <laughs> Might just be every game. Yeah. You know, he can go unnoticed. <laughs> so like the Leafs had a lot of flaws when they were like in 2017, you know, sort of, you know, Matthews Marner coming into their own. Frederick Anderson... Shepherded them, shepherded them into the playoff picture. And yeah, they contributed 40 goals and this and that. That that goalie got shelled every evening. Every evening. So I'm sure they look different with Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner. Stuart, <laughs> Stuart. Skinner. Sorry, I just picked up <laughs> Jeff Skinner in fantasy. Um, I'm sure they look different with Stuart Skinner and Nett. Mm-hmm. Um, but no goalie was going to stop those first three goals. But then
0: there were four more.
2: That's a problem. Well, then there's both problems, right? Yeah. Like, they lost a game 7-5 where they got a hat trick from Leon Dreisaitl.
0: Their offense has always been so good, and team defense has just been such a struggle. And with Jack Campbell... One he became sort of a media darling here In that like We learned so much about Campbell In this short time here Like every every time there was a game He would be interviewed He'd be on the post game And his clips would go on Twitter And whatever And we all talk about them And he always struggled With that confidence thing like, Anytime he loses It'd be his fault And he'd blame himself To the nth degree And it seems like he still hasn't Changed that mindset And yeah. I don't know that's It's gonna take a change If he wants to get out of this Because like you said Like if you allow One home run, you know, that could be your only run of the game. But if you get down on yourself, you can allow a whole bunch more runs and then your game's over, you know. It's the same thing with the goaltending.
2: That streak, that winning streak he had in Toronto, like I kind of look back on it now and wonder how good it was for him. And like it it wasn't a winning streak. Like all streaks end, right? But that streak kind of crumbled. Because if you remember the streak where he either tied the record or broke it, there was a game, I want to say the Leafs were up 5-1 or 5-2 on whoever they were playing. I can't remember I who do it was. I remember this game. And they came within inches of blowing it. Mm-hmm. They won it by one goal, and it was like sort of a, oof, Like, and it was almost this, like, cross he had to bear. And then when it was finally over, it's, you know, well, it's over. I lost. The streak is broken or whatever. The, the you know, first goal goes in in game five against Montreal Oof. like I wonder how much does that contribute to the second goal going in Yeah, and then the third one and then and like oh fuck he was good in game 6 <laughs> he was really good in game 6 it was the only reason they were in game 6 but then that first goal goes in in game seven and like they they don't have a shot
0: no well that entire team that game seven like the second horrible. the puck drop was awful. horrible but like going forward where Jack Campbell is right now Stuart Skinner needs I think a little bit of runway here as the starting goaltender we saw it in the midway part of the year we saw it in like the 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 beginning of winter you know yes. Stuart Skinner got a little bit of run I think just it's time to go back to it. There's enough Jack Jack Campbell evidence here that it's not really working. Skinner's your your guy. It's too late in
2: the year. It's March. It's too late. 19 games left or something? Yeah. I mean, uh, what's your drop dead date? Because you need one. You have to have one. I'd be shocked
0: if Jack Campbell's in that game one for the Edmonton Oilers.
2: Oh, it's a non-option. There's no way. No, they can't do it. No. It's no. What I'm talking about is how much more of the regular season are you willing to use on seeing if Campbell's got it's it. Playing the tandem
0: like back and forth, back and forth, seeing if which one's gonna take the role. Yeah. I think it's about time to just
2: commit. Yeah. It's you know, it is kind of interesting though, because like you're seeing a lot of teams that bought at the deadline completely shitting themselves um tampa has been a we're gonna bismal. we're gonna talk about tampa yeah okay so to the leafs so okay we don't need to fully get into it they haven't been very good the leafs haven't been very good outside of that they, they had three games one was exemplary and the other two were unacceptable mm-hmm. uh um, bring it up say it it was 4 one no the next team uh, Edmonton?
0: The New York Rangers.
2: Oh, how have they done?
0: Not great. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> for uh, It's oh, hard to pay attention to every bloody fucking... For friend. a little
0: bit there, they were winless with Patrick Kane. And then, uh, they managed to, uh, eke out a win versus Philly, which was good. Actually, no, the Philly, the Philly win in OT was on Wednesday night. So they wouldn't have had Patrick Kane.
2: No, I don't think so. So
0: yeah, since they've acquired Kane, they played Ottawa and Boston. Owen oh, 2. Oh, and 2 with Patrick Kane and one or one and two and since the trade happened, okay. you know, so it's the Wednesday. Not good. Good. Not good. Not
2: good. So <laughs> so and lots of high scores. Tampa's had a lot of high scores. Leafs have had mm, a little bit of both. Um Edmonton has had some ridiculous high scores. You're kind of seeing a, a little bit of October hockey here. Um, and October. no, but the, the reason October hockey rules is because defense doesn't exist yet. And the reason defense doesn't exist yet is systems don't exist yet. So all of these buying teams have kind of had their system shattered a little bit
0: with so many new guys.
2: Yeah. So maybe they get it together, but the Oilers are a team that have to get it together. Like th- their defense just was not good enough, but you see the, Potential for greatness there because Connor Hellebuck played a straight up very good game for the Winnipeg Jets. He allowed five goals.
0: Yep. Because the,
2: te- the offense
0: of Edmonton's too good.
2: Yeah, I saw the deserved winometer uh, after that game. Had Edmonton winning that game over seventy percent of the time. That deserved winometer did not watch that game. Uh, <laughs> it never does. No, no. Doesn't
0: watch games. No.
2: Oh, look at this! The Oilers got shelled. <laughs> At the end of the game, when or sorry, the the Jets got shelled at the end of the game when they were winning. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. of course they did. No, the Jets hemmed the Oilers in for minutes at a time throughout that game, uh, outshot them greatly for the majority of that game. Um, You know, there were times where I was like, fuck, Campbell's hasn't been good enough, and he's also the reason they're in it. You know, him and the guy who scored a hat trick and everything. Yeah, Leon. Yeah, they just—it wasn't their best work. No.
0: All right, let's. Um, we had it's half an hour into the show. We haven't. Talked, we haven't talked about the Leafs. Wow. So, okay. uh, and that's gonna continue because we're gonna take a break. We're gonna do a little sports interaction. Woo! We're gonna talk about some bets, and then we're gonna come back. Leafs, Canucks. No. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. David Bastl is here, everybody. Sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Now, David, today you have for us the Eastern Conference odds for who's going to represent the East in the Stanley Cup final.
3: This is correct. Yeah, you know what? We've rejigged the odds just because, you know, trade deadlines come and go so... This is basically the roster, unless there's injuries. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, or anything else that happens to some of these teams uh, in playoff positions. Hopefully, it's not that serious, by the way. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, exactly. We never wish that. But but right now, and it's no surprise, guys, the Boston Bruins are the <laughs> favorites, too. I, I know I'm making news on the Dangle podcast today. Uh, but you the know what? Bruins are good doesn't mean they're going to be there for sure at the end and of course there's always the dark horse picks too so give me uh give me some numbers guys give me some teams and I'll give you some numbers that correspond
2: i mean i i I want to hear what the other two atlantic teams have what do the leafs and the lightning have compared to the bruins
3: okay so the bruins are a 328 okay. uh the leafs are a 626 six, and the lightning are a 964 Ooh! Wow. Three the, the three teams are in the top five of the Eastern odds. The other two, Carolina comes in at number two. The Devils come in at number four. So it's so in it's in that realm. Bruins, Hurricanes,
0: Leafs, Devils. Top four teams most likely to make it to the Stanley Cup final. My Rangers yep. are number yes. five. So mm-hmm. I yeah, you got to count that as a dark
3: horse. Yeah. What do you eight, have? What do eight you have? One. Nine to they're one-ish? Roughly, yeah. yeah, almost nine to one-ish, yeah.
2: What do you have for the non-guarantees? Like like the teams that, like... I want to know what you have for Ottawa, who's not even in a playoff spot right now, but they're
3: hot <laughs> as a pistol. <laughs> well, you know what? That's that's not bad. Pretty good value pick right now. Ottawa is a 58. Oh, so my 58 gosh. 58 times your money.
2: Come on.
0: I, I don't know. That's worth a tootie. Yeah. Even, even a team like the Penguins, you know, that could always catch fire and do some damage. Yep.
2: Maybe
3: it's not bad. Who, Maybe, are you, who are you going with? Probably
2: not fifty-eight. What who are you, are you going with? The Leafs, because I'm sad and I hate myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, I looked at I looked at the team like the Islanders just because they have one yep. of the best goalies in the world, right? Mm-hmm. A I'm good not pick. saying this Islander team up front is going to sit there and knock off the Bruins or the or the or the uh, Hurricanes, depending on where they kind of sit in that wild card one spot. I'm guessing, but man, Sorokin, <laughs> Sorokin might be the best goaltender considering what he has in front of him compared to what uh, Allmark has in front of him kind of thing, right? Right, right. Just saying. Yeah,
0: you think about what it, what they're doing with that roster that can to one. 35
3: to 1, the Islanders. 35.
0: So. That's a team that, what is it, two years ago, Eastern Conference Finals?
2: Yeah. And, and the year before that? Like, that's... I, I look at Ottawa and I look at the Islanders because the other Eastern teams are so bunched up and close together. Mm-hmm. You might they as are. well take a shot with those guys.
0: Yeah. yep. And like we, I think the correct pick after all of this conversation is Toronto just go with the Bruins. I don't know who's beating them. <laughs> Triple up your money, right? Right. We're still three to one if you get it this early. Not bad yep. on the best team in National it's, Hockey League.
2: The problem is because I bet responsibly. I won't have enough money left to bet on the Bruins because I've betted all on the Jets. <laughs>
3: oh, hey, welcome to supper tonight. Yeah. Come here for five thirty.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you, David. That's sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. Get all of your betting needs there. See you guys soon. We have breaking news: Manscaped now sells beard products. Woo! That's right. For your face. Manscaped is once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Are you an oil guy? Your beard oil beard beard oil, oil. yeah, yeah. Manscaped Mm. actually comes in the kit. Well, there you go. The new kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. For facial makes it makes it like soft and Mm. stuff, so it's good for smooches. Uh, Now you can finally use the Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet.
2: (laughs) Did Adam write
0: this? (laughs) (laughs) Your drapes can match your carpet by going to manscaped.com using the code Dangle. Dangle for 20% off and free shipping. 20% off and free shipping manscaped.com Is it my turn? Yeah. Dangle! Manscaped beard hedger. One stroke, one guard, twenty lengths. One. Let's go, cutie. Steve, it's hard to stick huh? to working out. Yeah. Would you found that like having your Peloton makes it easier to stick to working out?
2: It makes it hard to stop. Is what it does. Because <laughs> you, you just keep going. I'm just I'm on it. Like <laughs> even when I'm not on it, I feel like I am.
0: Uh, what are your favorite uh, classes that the instructors have?
2: Um. I do like the instructor classes because they keep you honest. Um, But sometimes uh, what I actually prefer to do is... um uh, I like to ride like through the countryside. Mm. So you don't have to have an instructor class. You can just listen to music and like go through the Scottish Highlands. Which is nice. You can you can you can like go in the in the tropics, <laughs> you can go in the desert, you can go wherever you want with Peloton.
0: And we, we you have a Peloton bike. We all know Peloton has bikes, but they're much more than that. They also make treadmills and have a ton of other classes like yoga, strength training, hit, and boxing. High intensity interval
2: training, that's what HIT means.
0: <laughs> so you can try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial, new members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.ca slash home dash trial. That is onepeloton.ca slash home dash trial. I'm exhausted. <laughs> we made you wait over 30 minutes. For the highlight of the show, and that is Kerfoot Matthews Marner. Let's go. Is <laughs> nobody's happy about it.
2: So the the line rushes. From the rushes, fourth
0: line to the first line. Alexander Kerfoot.
2: The well from the first line to the fourth line is Michael Bunting. Here are the Leafs line rushes today at practice. Mm-hmm. And this just got out, so my reaction is authentic. So Tavares is listed as an extra and O'Reilly is absent. I don't read into that at all. No. Tavares got his shit rocked. O'Reilly probably got his finger broken. I, I guess we'll learn more about that later. Your lines are Kerfoot, Matthews, Marner. Go directly to jail. Yarncroke, Lafferty, Nylander. That's fine. Lafferty's a placeholder. That's fine. Aston Reese, Camp, Achari. Bunting, Holmberg, Steves, Michael Bunting Oof. is playing beneath Zach Aston Reese. I get making a point, and like, listen, he hasn't been good enough. Yeah, he, he his game really got away from him. Then it was trending in the right direction, and it's gotten away from him again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A, 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 a Kerfoot, I'd sooner give it to Yarn Croak. I'd sooner give it to Aston Reese because. With Yarn Croak and Aston Reese, we at least haven't seen it fail.
0: We've tried this many times We've before.
2: Tried this.
0: Kerfoot was never the answer at first line left wing. Like, so. <laughs> let's, let's let's go back. Let's just...
2: let's
0: go back in time to Saturday. Let's start there. Uh, yeah. You're not watching the game, but you caught up afterwards. Hell of a game to miss. Let's start with. Pop.
2: Oh, I was like,
0: I believe he goes by Poppy. Nope, I'm so, not talking about that. I'm talking about Kyle with a C, who tweeted right. you about his pop.
2: So, I wasn't that mad about the Leafs' loss to Vancouver, and we'll we'll talk about Vancouver as a market in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't that mad about the loss because you can't be that mad about a poor performance you predict. And I did predict this and it wasn't pessimism. It wasn't, ah, the Leafs, the bums and they crumble. No, we talked about these three games as games that were going to be really hard. They're in the middle of a uh, five game road trip, emotional week with the trade deadline and the Leafs had a more uh, emotional trade deadline than the majority of teams. They did. They lost more guys. They gained more guys. There were more moves. It was spread out. There was a lot of uncertainty. The game right uh, after they made a deal, a bunch of deals, uh, you know, Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty's first game as Leafs were against Connor McDavid and the Oilers. That's a bad time. That's setting your guys up to fail. But if that's when the deal happens, that's when the deal happens. You can't help that. You write it. You chalk it up as a schedule loss. The next night, second half of a back to back, they play stellar against the Calgary Flames, and you go, "Well, you know what? That's as good a lo- uh, good a win as they've had this season." But then there's still the third game in four nights in a, in three different cities in Vancouver. That one might not go so well. They don't even try on the two shorthanded goals against. Yes. Two, two shorthanded goals against on the same power play. The first time the Canucks have done that since 1992. Mm-hmm. Pavel Burry and Tom Fergus. And
0: a little bit of pushback on the Leafs' performance in the game. Because they had a really good first period. Uh, I okay. believe shots were 10-1 at one point. Okay. And it seemed like they lost their legs midway through the second is where everything kind of crumbled, and then eventually in the third, it was one one in the third period. Oh, I know when when that sh- when those it. two shorties happened. You know, Tavares ties it. What,
2: but when the, did Tavares get killed?
0: Uh second period, late in the so second. So he
2: he tied the game after getting hit.
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let well, me. That's, I mean, that's oh. pretty gutsy. Yeah, that's Not good. Bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, they they at some point they kind of lost it, and at some point it's probably late in the second, and then definitely when they're having that power play and everybody just looked completely gassed, and
2: yeah. So they lost Matthews for points Mm -hmm. uh, because of uh, a shot block. They lost O'Reilly for points because of a block shot. There's no way Tavares was playing at 100%. Right now, it it looks like he may not even play tomorrow, right? Uh, So I wasn't even that mad. And then Kyle with a C posted, can I call them Sile? (laughs) Kyle with a C posted a picture of Pop could be Pap I'm gonna go with Pop P-A-P Sile brought Pop from Newfoundland Kyle brought Pop from Newfoundland to Vancouver at 84 years old for his first ever NHL game To watch his Toronto Maple Leafs play, he had the shirt with the Leaf logo that said first NHL game, 84 years old, March, whatever, what, 4th, 19, uh, to 2 Sorry, my birthday is March 12th, 1988. I've only had to say that date in my life a thousand times out loud. And they do that! So then I was mad for Pop. I haven't heard anything from the Leafs organization yet. Do you have have the photo on the The screen?
0: Pop's on the screen right now. Yeah.
2: I haven't seen anything and I didn't directly ask for it in the video, but the Leafs organization is usually very good with this sort of thing. They know what they have to do. They know what they have to do. They need to do right. They need to make right by Pop. He's got to go to another game. At some point I don't know if that's game one of the playoffs Or game three I don't know if that's another game this regular season I don't know if it's a game next season You gotta do right by Pop He's never been to a game in your building That can't sit That won't stand That won't do any of those things The Leafs have to Show Pop What they're capable of Because that cannot be his lasting NHL and lasting Toronto Maple Leafs experience it's unacceptable
0: right because you weren't mad about the loss but then this reminded you that hey those kinds of efforts aren't acceptable any night you know no. where where you complete your lives completely die and you s- stop trying in a hockey game you know you want fans who go to games fans like pop to see the team give their maximal amount of effort
2: yes and that's every night.
0: Yeah. Every it has night. To be night in night out.
2: Every night there might be an experience like that. Right? And listen, you're not going to win every night. Yeah, you're not going to play your thing. best you're not game asking every night
0: them to win every every person's first game, you no. know. They can't win all 82. You're just asking for effort.
2: Leafs lost the first game I ever went to. I didn't I don't hold it against them. I don't know. They've won some games that I went to as well. Mm-hmm. But it was a close one. They were down 3 1. They tied it. And the game winning goal, ironically, here's here's what Pop and I have in common. The first Leafs game that we ever saw in person, the game winner against the Leafs was shorthanded. Oh, no. Sergey Fedorov scored a shorthanded goal to, to win the game for me. Isn't that weird? That my experience was Sergey Fedorov scoring the game winner, and for him it was like JT Miller. <laughs> yeah, for him it should have been like <laughs> or whoever or I like don't Bobby remember. Bobby Orr, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes yeah. Stan Makita with the game winner. Nope, <laughs> JT Miller or whoever. Oh pop. Oh pop. No, they have to do right by Pop. Yeah, that's trash. Fly him in. Mm-hmm. Give him the whole experience. I'm not asking you to do this for every fan who goes to their first game and has a shitty experience i'm asking you to do it for pop
0: specifically for pop
2: matt murray fine thought he was okay yeah
0: and that one save on the breakaway the two-on-one where he had that kick save there you go kick save and a beauty um And then the two short handed goals, it's a two on one. Can't really blame him. The other one, it's a breakaway for JT. Can't really blame him. You know, it's hard to pin any goal on Matt Murray, but he looked good in his return.
2: Give your goalies a shot, man. Like, this is, I get most mad at like Samsonov, especially um, when he just gets beat point blank. But in a crowd, like when the other team is set up, the Leafs do a great job in front of both those guys. They, they did a great job in front of Wall. Great job in front of Shelgren. Great job in front of Murray. Great job in front of Samsonov. When they play together, when, when the Leafs' defensive system and their goaltender, whoever they have in that night, play together, they have a really good chance of winning. They didn't play together in this game. Are you worried at all after what you saw? No. And
0: seeing the line rushes for today, Kerfoot up on the first line.
2: I So, uh, I would like – seeing Kerfoot in that line rush does make me want to retract something. Mm-hmm. Um You know, so the debate that we're having in Leafs Nation is a hypothetical scenario. Let's say the Leafs lose in the first round again. And just like last year, it's a seven-game series. And just like last year, it's really tight. And just like last year, you lose by one goal. Does Kyle Dubas deserve to be extended? Decisions like this make me lean towards no. Decisions like this make me lean towards you're too pig-headed to get out of your own way. Kerfoot, Kerfoot, you left your team in a position where Alexander Kerfoot was the choice up front, find another job. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, but I gave you this. I gave you that. I gave you that. You gave me a team with Alexander Kerfoot on your first line. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's not good enough. You know, well, we acquired this guy. We acquired this guy. We acquired this guy. You gave me a team where Justin Hall is Morgan Riley's defense partner. Get out of here. Find another job. You got to do better than that. Everyone can see it. And there are numbers that uh, look favorably on Hall. There's a lot of numbers that don't. Like he's not um, this this guy who's uh, who's um, like unanimous amongst the analytics community. Uh, the analytics community is not a hive mind. Um, you know, like I've seen Cam Sherron who did work. With the Leafs for eight years mm-hmm. talking about how good Justin Hall is and he's got the numbers to back it up. And then there's Rachel Dory who's like all over our discord <laughs> these days uh, talking about how uh, Justin Hall just ain't it. Yeah. ain't it? And like it's funny because actually since the deadline he's churned out some pretty good performances. But on paper... Kerfoot on your top line and Hall with Riley—they're both unacceptable.
0: Yeah, even even Morgan Riley lately. I know it's the conversation Horrible. not really about him, but like Horrible. the find the the fourth goal and him just trying to forecheck and losing a simple battle along the boards, which leads directly to a goal. He hasn't it was been ugly.
2: good enough. He hasn't been good enough.
0: No, it was it's been very ugly play from Morgan Riley and the Dubas conversation is interesting because I don't think they should leave it up to whether the playoff results. I think there's enough uh, of his resume here that he probably he deserves an extension. Yes. At least a couple, like a one plus one or something simple where he can come back. And I think it's it's a little unfortunate if it was left up to, hey, you win a first round, you get a contract. I think that's a little tough on him. But these the team's one player short if Kerfoot goes into the playoffs as your number one left winger.
2: Matthew Nyes. So you're going to have the rookie play where?
0: hopefully not on that first line
2: are we assuming that bunting gets his job back yes that's how i'm looking at
0: this as hey this is a temporary step back for michael bunting that is still your number one left winger that second line We'll, f- we'll figure that out When we get there Like it's fine O'Reilly can play up there For a little bit They sure. did the one two three Down the middle This game Sure And Kerfoot was up there But like I think Bunting Just earns it back And this is a temporary Hey Get your Get your mind right Get your ish together You're on the fourth line For a little bit And then he's going back That's why I'm not too worried About Kyle Dubas screwing up this team by not having a left winger for the top
2: line. So you think this decision, and this is what I think this decision is and what I hope this decision is, but I'm letting my anxiety speak. So (laughs) here are my securities speaking. Kerfoot on the first line has more to do with bunting than it does with Kerfoot.
0: Yes, this is a punishment to a guy who that's his spot.
2: Okay. I can live with that, but I tell you what. If, okay, so you're hoping Bunting finds it yeah. then. What, but if, if, what fourth, if he doesn't? He's not
0: a fourth liner.
2: But what if he doesn't? What if he
0: doesn't find it? And then then that's a bigger problem.
2: Right. The, also, we, since the beginning of the gosh darn season, yeah. we've been talking about that left side. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So now it's a borderline child that is tasked with saving... The Leafs at left wing? He better be Luke Robitaille. He better be amazing. Or they're fucked.
0: I don't think either that the way Bunting is playing now couldn't suffice for the playoffs. Like, I don't think Bunting... I wouldn't have demoted... If I'm Keith, I wouldn't do that. I don't think the way Bunting has been playing lately is, like, so egregious that he needed to be moved out to the fourth line. Well, I was pretty shocked by the decision.
2: You know what, though? His first season as a Leaf... He was given a role in the top six. I don't remember where. I don't remember who he played with exactly. But he was given a role in the top six. He got demoted to the fourth line. He scored. And if you go back and look at the the celly, it was just pure relief that he scored. He, play, he played a small handful of games down there in the fourth line. Did very well. Got promoted. And never let the job go. Until now. Like a, a year later. Right? Mm-hmm. So... In Keefe's defense, he's done this once and it worked. It better work this time because yep. the option is what they have now, which we know isn't good enough.
0: No, that we've seen the Kerfoot experiment. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Kerfoot has played in every single spot in this lineup, and nothing's really worked unless you count like. Kerfoot on the fourth line which was really good a couple was that like a week and a half yeah. ago he was on the fourth line and it was good and they love he's, him. he's making too much money to play on the fourth line
2: they love him yeah. like they 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 love him he's a good interview he's a, he's a fun guy he's a jovial guy uh Elliot Freeman talked about how the Leafs brought in a third team in the O'Reilly deal so that they could keep Kerfoot yeah I'm telling you you can get by and do so much in life if you are just liked <laughs> But, like, what if he didn't tell good jokes? Like, would you still put this guy on your top line if he wasn't funny? Michael Bunting. Do you know if he's a
0: good locker room guy?
2: I think he is, too. I think think him and Kerfoot. I get the impression from everything I've ever heard from anybody that it's a really tight-knit group, and they like each other, Mm -hmm. and there are no real outliers. Mm -hmm. Or, like, there are guys who just aren't as social yeah as, everyone's always others. like
0: Broads is different
2: <laughs> you know that kind of stuff but it's not like they don't like him every time they, they talk about Broads is different <laughs> i go please don't explain how <laughs> right i like him too much for you to explain how yeah let's yeah. keep his
0: different to him
2: oh he likes conspiracy theories and i'm very grateful that all the reporters haven't gone yeah okay so like which ones which Reddit
0: you a part of? Please
2: don't. He's too good at defending two-on-ones for me to know the answer to that question. Stop. Just yeah. please don't. Yeah. Please don't. There's a
0: reason he was in a total of, like, zero scenes in All or Nothing, the Amazon
2: series. Yeah, because... I, I, I don't know. He's too good at defending two-on-ones. He's too good at stick-checking for me to know the answer to that question. Yeah. No, But I get the impression it's a really... Yeah. Tight knit group. That's part, all that's
0: all we've ever heard is that everyone in that locker room likes each other.
2: Part of me like wonders like, would they be better if they disliked each other a little bit? <laughs> like, do, do we think the lightning get along all the time? You know, uh, Nathan McKinnon and Jared Bednar screaming at each other, McKinnon falling off the bench. Like, you don't need to all like each other yeah. to succeed. You know? Uh, we've all worked on group projects and, and stuff at work with people that aren't our favorite and you know but you have to succeed because you all get the same mark it affects you you know you might not be rooting for the other guy but like I'm I'm sure which what, what are you pulling up on the screen what's this it's, now it's
0: Steve oh sorry it's, keep sorry. going I'm doing my thing
2: sorry I'm preparing I'm preparing about where we're going like for example Jesse and I make a good show <laughs> we hate all right, each other listen, since you already distracted me
0: we can get to it, because it's, yeah. it's about what we're talking about. We can we can talk about the Lightning now. I think they're I both,
2: told, to, to answer your question, I think they're both guys who keep it loose in different ways. Right.
0: So, the Leafs, um, not struggling, but, you know, we, we know where they are. We'll see what happens with New Jersey. Uh, is that Wednesday or Tuesday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday, yeah. Tomorrow night in New Jersey, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they rebound. Yeah. But what it's happened the with the Lightning uh, over the weekend directly affects them, because that's going to be their first-round matchup. And... Saturday, the Lightning play the Buffalo Sabers. They lose. Not great. Nope. In that loss, John Cooper benches Stamkos, benches Point, benches Kucherov. Point. This is what John Cooper says about that benching.
3: Um, well, you know, as coaches, you got to put your team in the best position to win. Like- you know, 99.9% of the time, those guys give us the best chance to win when they're on the ice. We just felt in the third period uh, they weren't giving us the best chance to win. And, you know, this, this team's been unbelievable for a decade. And, and, you know, you take the three finals. Well, there's a reason a lot of that's happened. We have a set of standards here that everybody adheres to. And it's not pick and choose. It's everybody. And so um, it's... Uh, that's how it was for today. And like I said, those those guys are an extremely important part of our team. But, you know, for 20 minutes tonight, it was uh, – I thought the other guys could get it done, and you know what? They almost did. You, you,
2: you talked so much about the faith that you have in the room. So that's such a key point is they did almost come back yeah. in that game. And as a result, Cooper was getting praise for that. You know what? I thought the other guys could get it done, and they almost did. And people are going, look at John Cooper. Experienced coach, been around the block. He knows what he's doing. Great job. And they follow it up with probably their worst game of the entire season. It was
0: brutal. A 6 nothing loss to Carolina on Sunday afternoon. And if you watched any part of that game, none of it was close. They had four shots after 40. Yeah. It was I'd like, they didn't show up for the game at all. And I wonder, is it a message to the head coach? Being like, you don't think we're good enough? Look at us play? Uh, like, I, I think they are too much of a competitors to do that. But it's always in the back of my mind. It's like, hey, are they not showing up because they're upset at John Cooper?
2: I, oh boy. You got to show up with a certain fire in your belly. Like, it's isn't it funny... That Eric Lindros talked about this a week ago. He talked about this less than a week ago, sitting in that chair right over there. The coach always looks like a genius. You, It's a win-win. Either the players show up, or they don't, and you were right for benching them. He wasn't right about that, though. He wasn't right about that, because it's either the players show up, uh, and you're the reason they showed up, or they stink. And it's like, well, of course he benched them, they stink. He benched three players we know don't stink. Yep. And they stunk, and now they still stink. So now whose problem whose fault is that then? Right? Listen, none of us expect Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point to be bad for long. They'll probably come back next game, win 8-1. <laughs> we'll
0: see. They play uh, Philly on Tuesday, tomorrow night.
2: I mean, is that what the doctor ordered or what? Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, But they've lost Is it five in a row? Uh,
0: Let me double check I don't think it's in a row A couple
2: in overtime They haven't been doing well They've allowed a a lot of goals For a team with like Victor Hedman And Andre Vasilevsky And now Hedman's hurt Only two in a
0: row They are two, five, and three In their last ten though
2: Okay, good enough good enough. You know what I mean? Now, weirdly, because the lightning are just wired differently than every other team. If Hedman is out, it might actually help them just because when guys get hurt, the lightning tend to, it's almost like a fuck you to nature. Like, like, they're just like, all right, you think you can hold us down? No, we're going to win with two guys you've never heard of. Yeah. Ah! They look
0: at it as a challenge.
2: They they look at it as a challenge and they've rose to the occasion each and every year. Right? Each and every time uh that that happens, but uh you know, they talk you talk about teams peaking at the wrong time. They're uh, shitting in the bed at the wrong time.
0: No regulation wins. No wins in their last 7. So they have Two, one, so what do you call that? Two. It's a losing streak. They have two OT losses, so they have two points in their last seven. That's brutal. Last win came uh, February 21st versus Anaheim. It was a 6-1 win.
2: That's got to be their worst stretch of uh, hockey. No,
0: they, uh, they beat Detroit uh, on the 25th, my bad. Okay. So there you go.
2: But that's got to be their worst stretch of hockey in, like, what, four years? Oh,
0: yeah. It's not great. It's pretty bad. I because John Cooper has has a reason to do this right they're not playing well those th- those three yeah. stars he's trying to get them going does this hurt I, I assume it doesn't hurt their confidence because they are star players they'll bounce back does this bode well for the Leafs to see this their opponents reeling at this late in the season?
2: I think it helps show that the Beast bleeds sort of thing you know what I mean um it's a reminder. Because I mean, you know, we we just spent you know the last segment killing the Leafs, right? But it's a reminder they're not the only team that goes through this. They're not the only team that struggles, and the Lightning are struggling right now. And it's it's more than they're just losing games and they're not finding ways to win. Like they're getting crushed. Yeah. They're good. The Carolina Hurricanes crushed them. Like, that's a statement, right? And, you know, second half of a back-to-back. Was it in Carolina? Must have been. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's a statement game. Little bit of a little bit of a fuck you. A little bit of uh, the Hurricanes taking advantage uh, of a tired team. Uh, the Lightning are wired so weird, though. Because, like, maybe they're like, ah, fuck it. We'll give you this game. We'll go for a little public skate. You know, we're not there to please your fans. And we'll, we'll you know what? It's March 5th. You take your two points, go be fat and happy some, somewhere else. And we'll, we'll be back in the spring to fuck up your good time.
0: I want, because they, they know how to turn it on any moment when they want to. They can be amazing. And I wonder if, yeah, they come with that mentality on a Sunday afternoon where it's like we don't need to wake up for this.
2: The 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 hockey news uh people of power and influence for the third or fourth straight year have omitted the most influential person in hockey over the last half decade. Keenan Thompson.
0: Why? Why is Keenan Thompson supposed to be on that list?
2: Because the Tampa Bay Lightning got embarrassed by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. They had a couple months to let that fester and get over it. You mean when they got swept? Yep.
0: As the Presidents Trophy
2: winners? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And then at the NHL Awards, Keenan Thompson embarrassed them in front of oh, all yeah. of their peers, and they were <laughs> not remember this? They were not in on the joke. Remember that? Mm-mm. You don't remember that? No. He made fun of them. Okay. okay. And they were not. They weren't into it. They were not playing along. They were not playing ball. And they from that moment on they said, all right, fuck you. <laughs> to the entire league. One back to back cups, yeah. tr- uh triple Stanley Cup final yeah. in a row. And they might just do four. Like I they you know, the the Tanner Janot trade is illogical. Mm-hmm. Any other team makes that trade, we make fun of them. But it's the lightning, and we're all afraid to because it might just work. It's interesting
0: to see some cracks in a team that has been so good over the last 3 years. So, I don't know if anything comes of it. Like I don't know if we get to the Leafs Lightning first round game 1 and we still we're still like, "Oh, what's going on with Tampa?" Like I think they probably turn around in the next probably. 4 weeks as we lead up to the playoffs. But it's something to watch. Yeah. It's very interesting to see. John Cooper speaking out like a John Cooper making headlines during the regular season in moments like this I don't know it's something to watch
2: It's far more noteworthy that they've been bad for the better part of a month than they had a bad couple days
0: Steven before we get to trivia uh Oh there's one piece of audio I just need to play for you because This fan base is absolutely livid at what happened on friday and what happened on friday for them was absolutely nothing the philadelphia flyers Mm. after friday came and went and chuck fletcher decided to do absolutely nothing the flyers booed him at their town hall that they (laughs) held on saturday so the season ticket holders the season ticket holders all got together in, in the at the at the arena or wherever they held the town hall and they got to talk to chuck fletcher and this is what happened at the town hall
2: oh no Keep it classy. Did you, did you hear that? You're in Philadelphia. Learn <laughs> your fans. This has always been your problem. You just don't get it. Give them what they want. Give the them... season ticket holders collectively booed their GM. Which, by the way, they're booing ownership.
0: As we suspect that Chuck Fletcher doesn't have much say in some of the things he does. Yeah. Correct.
2: Yes. No, because every day Chuck Fletcher walks in and he's like, so if you look at the board over here, you can see that we're acquiring. He's a marionette.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's a, no, sorry. He it's it's so confusing that this is how Chuck Fletcher's career is want, because as we established, he was a 25 year old wunderkind.
0: <laughs> you mean his his uh, parentage got him a job. At well, heartbeat. I did not no? say no, okay, that. OK, OK,
2: OK. You know, for you <laughs> to essentially call him a nepo baby in front of everybody. Uh-oh. How dare you, you said the words? How dare? No,
0: you so, did. So there's this. It It's a complicated situation with Chuck Fletcher because there's a bunch of people we suspect in the higher echelon of the Flyers organization who have their hands on what goes on there. Yes. It is not entirely him. And and with the with the ownership it, it situation, it's it's owned by Comcast, the mm-hmm. the television company. But there's also like a board who he reports to, and the, and there's also an executive committee within the Flyers organization that gives him some help in the dealings he does. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to figure out exactly where this is because they have an enormous like real sports like place across the street from the arena. It might be there. I it think says it NBC
0: Sports Arena, so maybe it's like somewhere inside of the arena where they have this yeah uh, facility.
2: If you've ever been to Philadelphia, they basically have all their Sports facilities on different corners of an intersection. Genius! It, it, it Great rules. city planning. It rules. Yeah. yeah,
0: they got the Phillies who play right there, and then they got the this one, and then they got yeah. the uh, Eagles. I'm sure it's uh, a
2: traffic nightmare, but Yes yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? It rules as a tourist with no car.
0: This um, this past fall, there was a day where the Phillies played and the Eagles played. So across they, the street from each other yeah they empty out at the same time i imagine it's brutal people in philadelphia let us know walk that parking situation having all three arenas in the same block yeah. let us know because that's that's crazy um but anyways chuck fletcher he's getting a lot of shit didn't trade jvr and there's specific questions about like why didn't you move jvr he said he tried there wasn't a deal for it um yeah there was john tortorella came back out said that chuck fletcher tried you don't know how what's going on He's, he's obviously doing his best. And also, why are you so upset about um, JVR not being traded? He's here. It's a good thing. you know. So there's a lot of defense going on of Chuck Fletcher. But to me, looking at it from the outside, looking in, it seems indefensible that they didn't add to their draft capital in a clear rebuilding year.
2: No. And I said, so when when he was like, oh, yeah, just the deal wasn't out there. I go, I traded... The Preds got five picks for Tanner Janot, which is wrong. They got five picks and a player (laughs) who was a first-round pick in 2017, right? Now, some Lightning fans took that the wrong way. No, 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 no. I'm praising uh, the Predators. Right. Um, And like Janot, like I loved Janot last year. I don't think he's going to be a five-goal scorer for the rest of his career. Like, I'm not stoked that the Leafs have to play him in the playoffs. I wanted the Leafs to get him. I just didn't know that was going to be the cost. The reason I brought up, Juno is when that's the market and you find out that's the market and you're able to go out there and do absolutely nothing. The Flyers bought, if I'm not mistaken. Did they not have to give up a pick in order to get Lemieux? Brendan Lemieux for Zach check. McEwen, or did they get the pick?
0: Let me check. Let me check.
2: If they got the pick, then it's fine. Jesse's looking that up right now. Uh, but, like, uh, uh. what did they do with this deadline other than acquire Tony D'Angelo's friend? <laughs> That's so all the, they did.
0: The uh, trades the Flyers made, Brendan Lemieux and a fifth they acquired, they
2: acquired. for
0: Zach McEwen. And they also got a six-round pick for Patrick Brown, mayor of Brampton. And that's that's it. That's they all f- they
2: did. Fifth and a sixth. They got less than Bill Guerin did for retaining salary.
0: And I, I look at the situation and all I say is something is more than nothing. You have JVR, who's seven oh. million dollars.
2: I thought you were about to say the fifth and the sixth. No, no I was no, no, about no. to get so
0: rowdy. I'm talking about their their uh their UFA, their big name UFA, plus Justin Braun, he's thirty six year old. I don't know if they get anything for him. Seventh round pick. Yeah, maybe.
2: you do. But yeah you do. Like
0: something is better than nothing. If JVR is going for a third, if he's going for a sixth, if he's going for fifty percent retained plus uh and you get a sixth round pick, that is more than just keeping him on your roster. So Flyers fans being upset about him not moving him. I get it. Yeah, dude. The
2: Minnesota Wild are in a playoff spot. Chuck Fletcher's former team are in a playoff spot and they sold off two uh, salary retention slots in order to just do good business. Like forget buying or selling. They simply did good business. The Philadelphia Flyers don't do good business. We talk about buying and selling and they should have sold off this guy and gotten picks. They don't do good business. They're not a smart hockey team. They're not a smart organization. That's the long and short of it. I don't know if you want me to expand. (laughs) That's it. I don't have an evaluation of Chuck Fletcher as a general manager. I don't think he's done a day of general managing in his entire career. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's done it. They, he, he was a puppet of the Minnesota wild yeah. ownership and he's a puppet of the flyers ownership. And you know, we all got to an answer to our corporate masters if we have a job, right? But this dude doesn't do anything. What does he do? I, the the criticism is not, he didn't do enough. It's that he did nothing.
0: Right. And there was a, at least one clear move to make. You know that was JVR. JVR that was the clear one you have a body there who was a UFA sent him out
2: you get had a something. deal though you had a deal with Eiserman what happened
0: right it felt so Eiserman the, the report on that deal the deal with Detroit that they were trying to move another deal so they needed to get something else to happen to make that deal work and it felt there.
2: On deadline day.
0: On deadline day. So why you, le- was you left that it left? too late. Yeah, he's the, he's the kid doing the essay before uh, classes due. And he's like, oh, but I, I need to cite this source. And he's like, "You, why did you
2: leave his last minute? We knew when the trade deadline was, uh, like, before the first flake of snow fell. It was months and months and months ago. Like, that stuff is revealed. It's sometime in the summer, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a year ahead of time. You know, He failed. We know the important dates. He failed and he deserved to get booed. And I think it's good. It's good people see that in person, and good on the fans for booing him right to his face. You know what I mean? Like, and that that you know, we talked. They they talked about keeping it classy. They're not going up to him at a restaurant. No, you know, this is their event to do that. This is a Philadelphia Flyers event. It's their town hall event. It's where they want to hear how the season ticket holders feel. And the season ticket holders, let them know. Yeah. How dare you even reprimand them? How dare you even shush them? Give them their money back. Let's try to keep if you don't it like classy. It. Yeah, let's try to keep it classy. Let's try to yeah. keep it a little cheaper if you're gonna build a <laughs> shitty fucking team.
0: Yeah, if, if you're paying for Flyers season tickets, like you have
2: every right to boo at an event like that.
0: You're unhappy. Let them know this yeah. is this
2: is the let us know how you're feeling event. You're not cursing. You're not using rude no, hand gestures. You're booing. Boo. You're booing at a Flyers event for season ticket holders, of which you are one.
0: Yes, that wasn't see, one
2: guy no
0: no it's a whole gr- i don't want to see any pushback on flyers fans for doing that they should they apologize the right
2: for thing. shushing <laughs> they uh,
0: have- dave scott by the way that's the che- chairman and ceo of comcast spec spectator spec spectacore spectacore and mm-hmm. the governor mm-hmm. so he's uh one of the people that's above uh, mr chuck fletcher but chuck fletcher has a a little crew around him plus people above and who knows what decisions he's making, what decisions he's not. All we know is. He's a
2: dartboard. He's a professional dartboard. <laughs> the the whole Flyers uh, staff that you have up. You have governors and alternate governors. It's Chuck Fletcher followed by four people I've never heard of. He's a dartboard. And he does that job great. Mm-hmm. He, he, he did that job great in Minnesota. Just spend the owner's money. Doesn't matter how you spend it. Just spend it. Spend it like an idiot. Doesn't matter. I told you to spend it. Spend yeah. it. And uh, he came to Philadelphia and he's doing the exact same thing. I said this when he was hired. Oh, yeah.
0: Not surprised. After talking with Lindros and like seeing everything Flyers fans have gone through all season long, I have a special place in my heart for Flyers fans. They don't deserve this. They deserve a good team, and they deserve to be actually rebuilding towards something. No, and- because right now they're not. They're just kind of treading water with this collection of just four-year contracts of players who aren't really stars. Yes. Like it's not. It's not good in Philly right now, and they deserve a much better team.
2: You know, a, a lot of uh, very a very small percentage of people who like listen to the podcast and stuff uh, are like this, but often we'll criticize a team and sometimes fans will take that as a personal insult. Mm. It's we're not insulting you. We're not insulting your team. We're insulting the, well, not even insulting. We're criticizing the job that they're doing. Um, We hammered the flyers from the moment this season started uh, onward and didn't hear a peep like it was it was flyers fans like yep correct yeah <laughs> yes you,
0: absolutely you see it a lot on uh twitter when a leafs fan like makes a commentary about another team and yeah. like that other fan base comes back at that person takes a personal attack 67. like happened, when was that yeah. we a playoff series like no we're not attacking you as a fan yeah we're just saying the team did something stupid yeah. You don't have to come back at us with a personal attack about you haven't won a playoff. Yeah, we know. That has nothing to do with our criticism yeah. of the team, has nothing to do with pers- personally criticizing. 67, you. Like, 74,
2: let's come together. We get it. Or however long it's 75? When was the last time they were? The
0: 70s. Last thing. I'm gonna hit the press conference button. Because Adam's not here. Mm. We get to do the best things that we do. Trivia. Oh, let's go. Think you know a way it's going to go? Yeah. Make your bet at Sports Interaction, whether it's hockey, basketball, or...
2: Baseball. Baseball's back!
0: Spring training's happening right now. Uh, Very excited for the Jays. Jose Bautista going up on the... uh uh, ring of honor. Level of excellence. Ring so, of honor. Er, level of excellence. <laughs> this
2: guy's a wrestling fan. Bet pregame, live,
0: in play, or, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN. Or in Ontario, download the app using the QR code that's on the screen right now. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. The
1: Presser. The Steve Dangle Press Conference.
2: For my first trick, I will drink that entire mini keg. (laughs)
0: Nobody can see that. No one can see that? No, no. There's definitely not a giant keg of beer on the table to the left of me. All right. So today I have two things for you. One, somebody named Doshi on our Discord. Okay in a the trivia questions channel where we, you ask specific questions about trivia and they throw them out. I was perusing it today. And Doshi had something that I thought was absolutely mind-blowing. And I'd never heard heard of this player or this weird rule. I'm going to ask you a trivia question then we're going to get into what the correct answer is. Okay. I just want to see if you know it. Who holds the record for the largest cap hit in NHL history. Cap hit? Cap hit. I got to make sure I pull up the so answer.
2: So obviously this is salary cap onward era. Yes. Because like highest yes. salary, I want to say it's either Fedorov or Sakic. It's like 17 million. It's wild. Yes, this is cap hit. Highest cap hit. Yes. It's got to be a player who was bought out. Has to be. Because mm-hmm. it couldn't just be Connor McDavid.
0: Right? Sure. I don't think I'd be asking it if it was Connor McDavid. It's a little too simple.
2: Is it Ryan Souter? That is incorrect. Is it Zach Parise?
0: That is incorrect.
2: Highest cap hit.
0: Yes. In NHL history.
2: Can I get a clue? Uh, Sure. Until, like, I figure it out. Like, I obviously yeah. just don't know it offhand. This player
0: played for the Carolina Hurricanes. This contract was signed by Jim Rutherford.
2: Like, y- Yoni (laughs) Pitkinen? No, I don't. uh, No, and like he would have, he was injured. Uh, No, no, no. Highest cap hit signed by Jim Rutherford to the Hurricanes?
1: Yeah.
2: Is it something weird, like a kid they signed to like a one day contract or (laughs) something? This was
0: a professional hockey player. Uh, currently playing for the Nottingham Panthers in the EIHL. So
2: he's he's playing in Nottingham.
0: Yeah. Uh, for the Hurricanes uh, that year, zero goals, zero points. Four Pims. Nice. Do you want me to I reveal have, it?
2: I have no idea.
0: Do you want me to reveal sure. it? Sure. Jeremy Welsh.
2: Fuck. Uh, <sighs> Okay,
0: sure. I vaguely remember the name. Probably probably don't even probably not even the right person you're thinking about. Probably. Jeremy Welsh signed a one year contract for nine hundred and twenty five grand. So that's that is a, a entry level amount of money. League men. But Jeremy Welsh signed this contract on April seventh. So towards the very end of the season. He's a college guy and when you sign a contract at the end of the during the season your cap hit is calculated in this weird way according to the cba so when your cap hit is calculated for one year contracts signed after the start of the season the cap hit must be your total season days divided by season days remaining times your signing bonus Plus your base salary. So what the hell was his... So Jeremy Welsh has a cap hit of $17.945 million. Because the cap hit was only for a couple days within the rest of the season.
2: Did they go over?
0: So his the the money he made was only... Uh, $832,500, 925 plus his bonus, which was nine, uh, $92,000, $500. So he made $925. Let's but go. the cap hit is $17.945 million.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. So I'll give you that calculation again. So this is according to CBA. So
2: this would not apply to a player like Matthew Nye's, who is going to out of college sign like a multi year deal. yes this is
0: for this is this is from cap friendly thank you cap friendly for these details this is if a player is signed to a one-year contract after the start of the nhl season that contract is subject to a unique cap hit calculation a notable aspect of the calculation is that the cap hit value is increased so here's the calculation once again the cap hit equals signing bonus times total season days divided by Total season days remaining plus your base salary. They give an example. They did a calculation. They didn't use um Jeremy, Welsh. uh, Jeremy Welsh's, but they gave a fake example. Okay. So fake player, Brogon Rafferty of the Vancouver Canucks. Let's go. Is that I assume it's fake. I have no idea. They just wrote it here. Signed a one year ELC, let's say on April second, twenty nineteen. Okay. The contract has a base salary of eight thirty-two five hundred, okay. a signing bonus of nine two five hundred.
2: Which is standard.
0: Yeah. It's nine two five. Yeah. You add it all together. Say on that on April 2nd he signs it. There's four days remaining in the regular season. Okay. Cool. So to calculate his cap hit, you gotta take the signing bonus, which is nine two five hundred, times. 186, which is the day of the season, divided by four, which is the days remaining, plus the signing bonus, or plus the base salary, which is 832, 500. That'll give him a cap hit of 5.1 million dollars.
2: So this is all to just prevent like <laughs> late season shenanigans. Exactly. So there is actually an example of this that I can remember. The difference was the Leafs did it in like. Late October, early November. Remember, we were at a Marley's game, actually. We were at a um like a Dangled Navy Marley's game where we took over a whole section. And while we were at the game, it was announced that the Leafs signed Roman Polak. And Polak, if I'm not mistaken, signed for something like nine hundred thousand dollars. But the cap hit itself was like 1.1. Oh, okay. So this did happen. <laughs> this did happen. If you look up, uh, go look up Roman Polak's salary history. You'll find it. Let's see. Um, Because his cap hit, if I'm not mistaken, was higher than what the Leafs had actually signed him to. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting there, all us hardcore hockey fans, sitting there going, what the fuck are you talking about? How does this rule even work? Because I want to say that was the year... He was coming off the broken leg from the Washington series. Let's see if I can find it.
0: Hmm. It would have had to have been a mid-season signing.
2: I was either late October, early November, possibly early December.
0: It looks like this is the one you're talking about here. It's October 23rd, 2017. That would be it. He signed a one-year $1.1 $1. 1 million, but it says his salary was $1.1 $1. 1 million.
2: Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't.
0: There I was think, definitely some shenanigans I think I trust there. Cap Friendly. No, they're liars. That would have been the only deal. That's a one-year deal. They're liars. So you, you might have misremembered I that I might
2: misremember it. No, yeah. Cap Friendly is obviously brilliant. I'm making fun of myself. That's a weird contract. That's a very weird contract. Do they have a link to like the initial tweet? Fuck. I remember there was something so weird with that yeah, Polak yeah. contract. There's a reason it was that weird amount of money. hmm and it had some. Maybe it wasn't with...
0: this exact calculation, maybe it was something else. Yeah, it might have been something yeah. else. But, anyways, I'd never known this weird rule. Thank you, Doshi, on our Discord for pointing that out. Because that's that's fascinating.
2: That's how long is it gonna be before someone passes
1: that?
0: The 17 million dollars, yeah.
2: You know, you know who it might be? Connor Bedard. No. Yeah. How? Well, it's gonna be several years into his career. Um and the cap will have to be at a level where it makes sense to pay someone eighteen oh, million. Dollars. You
0: think he's gonna break it just through an actual contract?
2: Well, someone is eventually oh, gonna yeah. have to break that. Oh yeah, oh, record, yeah. <laughs> and it's not gonna happen until like twenty thirty because the cap needs to go up. Yeah, it needs. Yeah. To, he needs to get drafted. He needs to play through his ELC, win a couple of our trophies. Yeah, like <laughs> Connor Bedard is gonna throw up like three four hundred points. Making less than a million dollars a year
1: it's against so the stupid. cap.
2: Well, and then there's his his, his performance bonuses and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's he's going to be earning like something like four million dollars.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then he signs his Connor McDavid contract, and it's probably going to be for more than twelve point
1: five.
0: Jeremy Welsh, there's a piece of trivia for everybody out there. He owns the highest cap hit in NHL history. Very mm-hmm. fun. All right, final thing we're going to do today.
2: No, I wanted to do... What do you want to do? Hockey DB, where we look at Jeremy Welsh's English team <laughs> and we try to see how many no! names I recognize.
0: No. Why? Oh, this guy played on the Leafs in 2008, and now he's on
2: Jeremy Welsh's team. You, you know what's funny? I might do actually it. know someone who he played with. Do it. I do. Shut up. So he, he played for the 2008-2009 Oakville <laughs> Blades, okay. um, where he played with Lindsay Sparks who was a player who I interviewed when I was uh, in university. So there you go. Are you happy? I am actually very happy about that. Um, And I don't recognize any of the other players from this team.
0: 27 career NHL games. He's still playing. Yeah, 27 is not bad. That is not bad. No. He had a goal. He had an assist.
2: Two career NHL points, 12 pims. Look at him go. He is the... What's it was Jeremy Welsh? Yeah. Where is he? Oh, What's
0: man. That? He is not one of their top scorers. On the Nottingham Panthers? Yeah. Ah. Oh.
2: Got to keep those PIMs down, Jeremy. What league is the EIHL? Uh, I don't know what the I stands for. English something Hockey League.
0: Oh, that's like the English...
2: Or is it Elite International Hockey League? Well, yeah. Nottingham, right? So I, right, right, I want to say... It's had several different names over the year, but I want to say they have teams in Wales, Scotland, Ireland.
0: I got it here. So if you click the thing the click on DB that says EIHL, uh, it goes to their the history. It yeah. is the British Elite Ice Hockey League. Oh, okay. Uh, formed in 2003. This has only been around for a very short period of time. They have 10 teams. Uh, the cities. They have a team in Hull, London, Manchester, Milton I don't know. Newcastle, Nottingham, Sheffield, Guildford, Glasgow, Fife. Glasgow? Yeah. Glasgow. Glasgow. Fife. Edinburgh. 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 Dundee. Coventry. Cardiff. Belfast. And this is my favorite one. Bassing Stroke.
2: Bassing Stroke. (laughs)
0: The Bison play there.
2: The Bassing Stroke Bison. I didn't know
0: that.
1: It
2: was a cool league. I know about the Mighty Dundee. Does anybody watch the
0: EIHL? I'd love to know. Oh, yeah. Like, do you have a favorite team out there? I have a...
2: Uh, <laughs> someone gave me a jersey. Man- What's the Manchester team called
0: again? Uh, the Manchester Storm. That's who they are right now. They used to be the Manchester Phoenix.
2: It might be the Manchester storm it's an it's an angry Scot. no no it couldn't be it's a it's a Scotsman hmm. on it he's got a it's black and purple and he's got a kilt and, <laughs> and he's very he upset does. about it here sorry let me look at the <laughs> yeah, list of teams ahead, ahead. it's all in there it's not Dundee it's not Edinburgh is it Glasgow oh Brayhead clan
0: yeah it's Brayhead clan they're just the Glasgow clan now
2: oh okay there you go. So that's that's what I got. <laughs> this is a good little league. This seems I keep trying to talk Adam and Jesse and our wallets into a September like a pre-NHL season trip to Europe. Yeah, you also have a child. Ah! You're just going to ah, abandon your son? He can come with. <laughs> he can come with. No, I want to, I want to do like a pre-NHL tour and the easiest tour i can think of is we'll do games in britain somewhere and sweden nice this is what i want to have happen to
0: i'd like it. to see the racers
2: the race where do they are play?
0: they still oh, i don't know if they're still they still exist yeah no it looks like they fold in 2006 never mind i don't want to see the racers anymore <laughs> what um, did you
2: call the bison's team sh- bassing stroke it's Bassingstoke. stoke oh there's no r you get What is a git? A git is it's like a dummy. Oh, basically, I
0: thought it was like somebody not from England, like a muggle.
2: Oh, I don't. (laughs) I don't think so. Like a
0: muggle. (laughs) Like that's what they call people who aren't from the 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 GB.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, Jesse, you're gonna kill me with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I listed just all the cities that they've ever had, but some of them, like, so the Bassing Stoke. Bison looks like it ended in 2009 I was
2: about to say you listed more teams Than the number you mentioned
0: Yeah yeah so Glasgow's still going Guildford's still going uh, Sheffield, Nottingham Newcastle looks like it's over 2011, Milton's over Manchester's still going London's not happening, Hull's not happening Belfast is happening Northern Ireland's got a team That must be fun The Belfast Giants Oh, uh, you know who the head coach of the Belfast Giants is? Mike Mike Babcock. Go and look. <laughs> Go look. and look. You might recognize the name. Uh, coach. I don't know if they have the coach listed here. Oh, they will. HockeyDB, uh, come on. No.
2: They don't have it listed? No. Oh. Have, I can Google it. It's Sheldon Keith's brother. No way! Yeah. Sheldon Keith's Damn! brother is the head coach of the uh, Belfast Giants. That's cool. Yeah, lots of NHLers have gone through their... Uh, uh, Theron Flurry, I know, uh, played there. Yeah, a lot of guys. Oh, they do have it. Adam Keefe Adam Keith. I found it. Nice. That's his brother.
0: Adam Keefe Wow. Oh, he's a good player. I oh, used to play for them. There you go. So he's their head coach. All right. Last thing. Let's get to it. I've wanted to do this for a while, and I finally found a reason to. Adam's Great. away. Get that out of there. We're doing. NHL captains quiz. Oh. Okay. We're going through every team, all 32. <coughs> you got to tell me who is their captain or no captain. Oh. Either give me the name Uh-oh. or tell me no. Okay. Now, 32 32 teams. Hmm. How much time would you like on the clock? Now you can't get mad at me compliment section. I'm letting Steve set the time that he thinks he can do this.
2: Uh, okay, so 300 seconds would be five minutes, right? That's too much. That's too much?
0: 300 seconds.
2: Okay, three minutes?
0: No, I said you can pick the time. You want five minutes, alright.
2: No, no, three minutes.
0: <laughs> Don't let me convince you. Three minutes. You want five? Three minutes. Three minutes on the clock. No,
2: because it's a time challenge too. Yes, so. three. three minutes on the clock. Okay. What's and your? Can I get answers wrong? Yes. Okay.
0: What's your goal? All of them. What?
2: Twenty.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. In three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes is quite a long time. I don't know. I'm it's gonna. Seems really easy. I'm gonna reach across. twenty, and you're gonna get twelve wrong. <laughs> I don't know let's see Alright alright so the goal is 20 correct In 3 minutes all 32 You get as many guesses As you want I'm gonna get up a scoreboard So I can track because I'm not good I don't have 32 fingers so I can't do that
2: Are you gonna ask me teams
0: Yeah I'm just gonna okay. run down the list in alphabetical order. I got it right okay. in front of me Alright On your mark Get set Let's captain Anaheim I don't think they have one. Correct. Arizona. Forgot to ask. They don't have one. <laughs> Correct. Boston. Bergeron. Correct. Buffalo. Kyle Pozo. Correct. Calgary. I don't think they have one. Correct. Carolina. Jordan Stall. Correct. Chicago. Uh,
2: Jonathan Taves.
0: Correct. Colorado.
2: Nith. Yes. The league Gabriel Landeskog
0: Correct, Columbus. They don't have one. Incorrect. Uh-oh. Oh, Boone Jenner. Correct, Dallas. Jamie Ben. Correct. Detroit. Dylan Larkin. Correct. Edmonton. Connor McDavid. Correct, Florida. Barkov. Correct. Los Angeles. D- Kopitar Correct. Minnesota.
2: They don't have one. Incorrect. Captain of the Minnesota Wild? Yeah. Uh, No. It was Miko Koivu. For a very long time. (laughs) Skip, 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 skip. Montreal. We'll we'll get back to them. Nick Suzuki. (laughs) Correct. Nashville. Uh,
0: uh Uh-oh. Roman Yossi. Correct. New Jersey. I
2: feel like they don't have one. Oh,
0: uh, Nico Heescher. Correct. New York Islanders.
2: Uh, 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 Lee,
0: Anders Lee. Correct. New York Rangers. Truba. Correct. Ottawa Senators. Brady Kachuk? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Brady Kachuk. He was named last year. Flyers.
2: They don't have one.
0: Correct. Pittsburgh. Crosby. And San Jose.
2: I don't know if they have one.
0: They do. 55 seconds.
2: Okay, skip. For oh, no. Seattle Kraken. They don't have one.
0: That is correct. Next up, the St. Louis Blues.
2: Mm, they don't
0: have one anymore. Correct. Tampa Bay Lightning. Steven Stamkos. Correct. Toronto Maple Leafs. John Tavares. Vancouver Canucks.
2: They don't have one.
0: Correct. Vegas. Mark Stone. Yes. Washington. Ovechkin. Winnipeg. They don't have one. Yes. Now back up Minnesota Wild. Who the hell is it? Uh, it's not Caprizov. And San Jose.
2: And San Jose. Who the hell is the captain of Minnesota San Jose? Oh, San Jose. Logan Couture for the Sharks. Yes. One um, more. You have 10 seconds oh, to get all 32! Uh, who the fuck? It's not Matt Dumba. It's not. Minnesota uh, Wild. Two seconds. I don't know.
1: No! Who is
2: it? Jared Spurgeon.
0: Oh,
1: Gun! <laughs> Jared Spurgeon's
2: the captain of an NHL team. That's not my fault. Thirty-one
0: on, out of thirty-two. You beat the record. Your your bar of twenty, but you could have had all thirty-two in three minutes. Oh, I'm so upset. That would have been hella impressive. Except Jared Spurgeon exists.
2: I'm so upset <laughs> That was awesome
1: no! That
0: was awesome oh! At the buzzer Couldn't get Jared Spurgeon Alright we'll leave it there
2: Really? While I'm in shambles Jared Spurgeon Right in front of my salad Oh my god
0: How many Wild fans are just yelling at the
2: at their podcast Jared Spurgeon You know what Somehow This is Chuck Fletcher's fault
0: Sports Interaction. Wanna bet?
1: Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.